This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you in part by Rosedale Communications, offering author-centric literary consulting, writing, and editing services to help you capture your voice, craft your message, edit your content, and publish your completed manuscript for business or ministry online at craftingyourmessage.com. Hey there, it's producer Michael Miracle here. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. We are your on-air resource as a workplace believer. And check out our website for tons more I Work For Him resources. We've got blogs and podcasts and reading material and all sorts of fun stuff there. Plus, a link to listen to the live show several times a day. Yep, head to the website. That's IWorkForHim.com. IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. And the listen tab's up there on the top left. Click that, then click the live link, and you can listen to us live every weekday. That's IWorkForHim.com. I work the number four him.com. And now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for, hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our nine to five. This is the I Work For Him podcast. I'm your guest host, Chelsea Drinker with Office Space Brokers, filling in for Jim Brangenberg. So every day we take a different approach to looking at the way you and I think about our faith at work. And if you want to be the first to know about the topics for the next show, grab your phone now, type in iworkforhim.com. Click on subscribe on the page and you'll see the weekly email directly to your inbox. And secondly, click on the podcast app in your smartphone. You know, our phones are smarter than us these days sometimes, right? And then search I work for him. That's I-W-O-R-K, the number four, F-I-M. And make sure you receive the show notifications. Um, So obviously... I'm not Jim, right? So who who am I? Who's this girl, this high-pitched voice? Um, I believe business is more than a transaction, and I work with a boutique-style firm here in Tampa, Florida that specializes in advising businesses with 5 to 35 employees to reduce their financial risk, save their time, and negotiate the headache when leasing or purchasing office space. I'm also a singles writer for a Christian magazine called Strong and Courageous Women and the area director for Christian Business Women's Connection here in Tampa Bay. And I am so honored that I was actually asked to speak and guest host for the fourth time um, this uh show. And if you're a woman or have colleagues or employees who are, you can check out our last show. It was called How to Succeed in a Male Dominant Industries. And our guest disclosed some valuable, like serious valuable tips and tricks, especially when she encountered uncomfortable situations in business that catapulted her to one of the most sought after people in her global commercial real estate firm. Before that, we actually had professionals from medical, from real estate, from the financial industry, share five practical ways to live out your faith. So if you just search Chelsea Drinker I Work For Him website, you'll be able to um, pull up those shows, share them with a friend. We had some really deep conversations and also um, maybe something a little controversial, you know? So that's a that's a fun thing to kind of, kind of dig into, especially as believers. So think with me for a second. How many times have you heard this phrase or said it yourself? Don't judge a book by its cover. But think about the last time you met someone and they did not leave a favorable impression. How has that experience shaped the way you view that person? And how can what you wear and your body language positively or negatively impact your your influence in the marketplace? So today we're tackling, can people see leadership on you? And I am so thankful and privileged to have um, Linda Potgeter 
on the call, um, on the call, on the show today. She is on the phone, though. Um, first and foremost, she's a wife, a homeschooling mom to Jamie and Paige. She's a partner and director of a global commercial, excuse me, global corporate firm specializing in negotiation skills and the founder of Linda Page, a fashion brand that empowers and equips women to be a bold light on the hill. She was born and raised in South Africa in Linda's 29-year career has taken her across 38 countries, taught her everything she knows in business, even experiences like uh, working for former President Nelson Mandela's PR and communication team. When she's not building her business or traveling with her family, Linda is kicking off things like her bucket list, like hang gliding and bungee jumping. She's crazy on top of all that she's already doing. And she's passionately pursues change in her home, business, and the world, and partners with King's Ransom Foundation to care of the poor and fight human trafficking. Help me please welcome Linda Potgeter. Thanks, Chelsea, for that wonderful introduction. I am so happy to be here with you today. I am so thankful that you actually had the time and could carve that out of your schedule. And you're actually stateside. Um, I know you're taking a sabbatical year of traveling this year around the globe. So thank you. Yeah, it just worked out perfectly. It did. It did. Thank you. So someone might have missed what we said, but you don't sound like you're from the United States. No. <laughs> Um, my wonderful American friends always say I love your British accents, and my, my British friends say she's not British. <laughs> I was I was born and raised in South Africa, and then at 31 moved over to the UK, where we have been for about 15 years, and now we are seven months into packing and 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 giving everything up and traveling the world for a year with my family. So currently, I've no fixed abode. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you remember how we met? I do remember, absolutely. It's one of my favorite things about us. Um, at uh, a business seminar called First Steps to Success, which is the turning point of my life. So Danny Johnson, I'm very, very uh, happy to say, is our mutual business coach. And, yeah, that has been a very intentional, powerful, life-changing five-year experience for uh, our business, our family, my marriage. And um, yes, I mean, a few years later, well, five years later, Chelsea, I am very excited and privileged to do life with you and to meet women like you, because that's been a big part of why my life is so different, is your environment is everything. Mm-hmm. And doing life with like-minded people, men and women like you, is, uh, is very, very important. Likewise, I know, I know now recently, I think we're both, um, we're writing for the Strong and Courageous Woman magazine. So what are you writing in that uh, magazine or can tell, you know, some of the listeners about what that magazine is? Thank you. Yes. I mean, that was your introduction and uh, to the lovely Frances, who is the founder. I have um, written a few things, uh, a few articles focused on, you know, that women can be fierce and feminine at the same time. Um, I'm on a mission to expel all, all fear that surrounds being confident, dressing up, looking good, um, tackling the marketplace as our ministry, because I really believe that the marketplace is the ministry uh, for, for people like us who are, you know, who love business, who are passionate about doing business. And so um, strong, courageous women, I love the content and the integrity of the, the contributors that are called to that. Um, so we're focusing pretty much on 
what does God say about how we dress, about how we look, how, what it means to be an ambassador, uh, what that looks like. And as you mentioned in your introduction, you know, we live in a pretty fickle world where depending on which expert you talk to, they say anything between seven and about 12 seconds is what we have to create a good impression. Some mm-hmm. say it's four seconds. And, you know, like it or not, I believe that we are in the fashion business, whether you believe it or not. And so <laughs> you're judged anyway by how you look. And I believe that to be set apart and to be successful and to enjoy what we do on this one shot of life that we get, I think to get up and dress up and be that bold light on hill is really, really important. And there's very simple, practical ways we can do that. So what led to that catapulted the start of Linda Page? Great question. I actually, um, I'll share a quick story with you that I actually posted about yesterday. I was nine years old when I was on the playground in, at school in, uh, in South Africa. And there's a woman by the name of Miss McBean. She's no longer Miss McBean, but I did track her down. <laughs> and uh, she walked in. I, let's just say I didn't have a very happy childhood, and, you know, a lot of people don't. And it was a very dark time for me. And uh, I looked up, and, you know, I had one of those movie moments where things slowed down, the, the, the sound faded away. And she walked onto the playground. She had a three-piece pantsuit on, jacket, trousers, a waistcoat. She had red lipstick on. And I had never, ever seen something so beautiful, so stylish. I mean, we, we were in a little town called Calenzo, which is a teeny tiny one-horse town. The town, you know, kind of town that they make movies out of. <laughs> and uh, I... I had never seen such color. I had never seen such beauty. And she smiled in a way that I had never, ever. I always feel quite emotional when I remember that day like it was yesterday. And for the first time ever, I realized that there is a life and a world beyond mine where there is color, where there is joy, where there there is beauty. And she literally represented hope to me. It was that day that I feel that God just dropped this passion for fashion on my heart. Um... And then, of course, I pursued my own ambitious, feisty career. I went in a very different way. I went, uh, I got into mainly corporate. I've been in uh, business for about 29 years. And Linda, before we jump into that, I want to kind of interrupt for a quick second. If you're a man and you're listening to this right now and you just might be going through your head, fashion, great. Tuning out, you know, this is a women's thing. It's called, you know, can people see leadership on you? This doesn't apply to me. Not so fast, Jack. You may not be Jack, but I'm going to call you Jack. Not so fast, Jack, because we're digging into this question. Can people see leadership on you? And we're talking right now with Linda Potgeter, who's, um, as we jump into this next portion of fashion and, and body language. And Linda, so here's the the other research statistic from this, it said, according to Cuddy's research, 80 to 90 percent of a first impression is based on those two traits. Can I trust this person? Can I respect this person's abilities? How does fashion play a role in first impressions? Oh, I love your question. And I love your question as well about how does this impact men? Because as you say, men hear fashion and they go, OK, tune out. That's not for me. I want to quote my very, very good friend, uh, former NFL uh, professional and amazing global motivation speaker, Sean Harper, very, very well-known father, former professional player, um, husband, and an incredible businessman. And he said, quote, unquote, 
sometimes people just need to see the leadership on you. And I said to him, tell me more about that. And he said, well, you have a few seconds to walk in the room, capture and uh, captivate respect, interest, and complete commitment to what you're about to say. And he said one of the easiest ways to do that is to suit up and boot up, shine your shoes and go in there and, and, and command respect the minute you walk on stage or the minute you enter that boardroom, right? So another example is, you know, talking about professional athletes, Chelsea, if you look at professional athletes, we are very blessed to work with um, global corporate brand Adidas. I know you guys here in America say Adidas. <laughs> <laughs> it's Adidas. It's a German company. They are our favorite company to work with. Why? Because they take their, they take their game seriously and they have fun doing it. And there's two things that stand out with uh, very, very successful individuals and companies. One, they spend tens of thousands of dollars a year on their professional attire. They understand that if they're going to get in the game and play to win, that they're going to look the part. So when they are going head-to-head with Nike in the marketplace, they are absolutely aware of what Nike is doing, what they're wearing, what color they're branding. You know, they have studied enclosed cognition, what that means in terms of, and all that it really is, is all the evidence that comes out of all the management institutions um, and the leading Ivy schools to date and all the business schools, which says that what you wear sends a powerful message. And the other second thing that they have in common is all professionals, all successful professionals, whether you're in business or whether you have your own small uh, uh, company, doesn't matter what you're doing, or if you work for a big corporate, everybody who succeeds in a, at a very high level has a coach. And every coach who knows what they're doing will teach you have to invest in your personal style. It's, a, it, it's an absolute theme. So when it comes to understanding how to build, how to be an ambassador for your company, for your brand. As far as men and women are concerned, you know, successful people like to dress well because they, that, that is just a fact. And so one way to, to build a successful team is to look the part and you will attract people who are looking for successful brands to be a part of. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but that is absolutely, Sean and I had a long conversation about that, and uh, there is no doubt about the fact that anywhere you look, the evidence abounds that how we dress sends a very powerful message to the world. So how would this play in effect with um, talking about, you know, the workplace specifically? There's a lot of... um, as a Christian in business, someone might say, okay, Linda, great. That sounds awesome, but I'm not making multiple six and seven figures. And the Bible says to be a good steward. So like when you say fashion and dressing well, do I have to spend a lot of money? Do I have to have designer brands? So I have to shop at Nordstrom. Do I have to shop at all these, you know, high end places? Oh, no, absolutely not. So um, going back to Linda Page and your question earlier about how that was initiated and where you and I met, Chelsea, which is at Danny Johnson's First Steps to Success, um, Linda Page was birthed two years ago. In fact, yesterday, two years ago. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. Thanks so much. And yesterday, two years ago, we became absolutely 100% debt-free. And here is how we did that. if you don't mind me telling you super quickly, uh, prior to working with Danny Johnson, we were absolutely stressed out, burnt out. I was facing my second divorce. I was a guilty absent mom, and we were just 
riddled with debt. And then eventually we attended, thanks to my, my, my brother and my friend, Richard Morton, we attended this business seminar. And uh, within two and a half years, we had paid off $263,000. Uh, we are debt-free. Wow. I was promoted to full-time mom, which is one of my biggest achievements. Uh, my marriage has been completely and wonderfully restored. We're traveling the world. And Linda Page was birthed um, when I learned that I could use some of Danny's copyrighted products, such as Gems, which is a powerful personality and personal style product, using Time Secrets, which is a powerful time management product, using War on Debt. Now, here comes the money part of dressing well. I absolutely agree with you. We are to be faithful with the little things. That means with our relationships. That means with our time, with our money. And so the 123 Style Me online course that we launched in February this year is 10 Steps to Style Success. How to use and manage your time and your money in a way that will help you to be faithful with both and to use fashion as a tool to develop your own personal style. Breaking it down into 10 simple steps that you do in your own time over a few months or six months or a year, whatever works for you. But I believe that style is just a skill and that if you are prepared to invest the time and the money in, in, in being the best ambassador that you are called to be, then then anyone can learn style. So let me ask you this. What about the mom who is, you know, maybe the mom of two kids and her two, right? Or they've got five kids and they're struggling just to get out of the door in the morning, get their kids, you know, dressed and fed, not even forget their lunch or even their lunch money. Um, and who's just barely making out with like some mascara on her eyelids and some cover up or, you know, the, um, the dad too. They're both. They're both working. They're going back and forth. Like, okay, you take one kid. I'll take the other kid. Like, what do you say to them who are just trying to survive right now? Let alone, oh my gosh, I need to invest in this. Are you kidding me? That's another expense. That's another. What do you say to them? So good, so good. This is why we actually have in our upcoming book called Arise and Shine, a whole chapter dedicated to what I call the fabulous full-time mom. And I'm going to give you a wonderful example of my beautiful friend, Melissa. Melissa Sykes lives in Jacksonville in Florida, and she actually came to me two years ago, just when we launched, and she was that mom. She now has three kids, but at the time, she had one kid. She was pregnant. She was stressed out, burnt out, living in her college T-shirt. She would... She would, she would avoid going out at all costs, and when she went to the grocery store, it was head down, no eye contact, in and out, because she felt and looked like a total mess, right? In what I call her tacky-tracky and her, her messy bun, no makeup, hadn't showered yet till the afternoon, if she even did that day. And uh, it, it, it was Melissa who became the poster girl for our fabulous full-time mom because today, in fact, I was with Melissa two days ago and we did a live uh, Facebook interview with her. This is a woman, and here's what I learned from Danny. Danny, when I was promoted out of corporate into full-time mom, Chelsea, I had the same meltdown experience for two months. <laughs> what? I was at home. I'm telling you. So I'm that girl looks like she's got it all together, right? I get up, dressed up, I get suited and booted. I'm used to the boardroom. I'm not used to running a home full-time with these beautiful little personalities at my knees who don't respond in the same way. And it was my coach, Danny, who taught me, Linda, you need to run your home the way you run your business. There are budgets. There are Wait, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Please, okay. You just said you need to run your home like a what? 
like your business. Yes, this was an absolute epiphany for me. She said, your home as a full-time mom, your role, your job, your promotion. I said to her, I am promoted to full-time mom, but I am struggling. She said, you have a position, you have a budget, this is your company, and she said, you need to approach this like you have your 20-something year career. You get up, you dress up, you get there before the office opens, you have your agenda, you have your list of goals, you have your task list, and you have your meetings, you have, and I'm like, wow, that was so profound for me. So, So what that means is, If we make the effort to get up, dress up, and get to the office on time, and we look our best for strangers who sometimes we don't even meet by talking to our clients on the phone, how much more then as moms should we be getting up, dressing up, and being ready for our day before our kids wake up, before the whole day starts, right? So I had a a wonderful two-month meltdown (laughs) that was so painful that made me realize, oh, my gosh. I was like on my knees praying, like, Lord, how do I do this? Mm-hmm. Along came Danny and said, this is how you do it. There is a dress code. There are budgets. There are deadlines. This is your company. You're an ambassador. That was a lifesaver for me. So Melissa also heard the same message, and she is studying the Proverbs 31 woman, which I absolutely love about her. Let me cut you off right there. We're, we want to go into that in the next segment, so don't spill the beans yet. <laughs> and today we're talking about can people see leadership on you? We're talking with Linda Podgeter of Linda Page, um, who is also a partner in a global negotiation um, strategy firm as well. Linda, you just heard that quote. So... How would you say what you wear in body language plays a role in how people are influenced by your appearance after you first meet them? Yeah, thank you, Chelsea. Um, I have had the awesome privilege of learning the last 29 years, I'd say probably in three main areas. I uh, have been in corporate for most of my 29-year career. Um, I have been in... um, Coaching one on one and on uh, and um, with DannyJohnson.com as we spoke about, I have been coaching with her for five years, and then I happened to marry one of the best, uh, best dressed and best looking negotiators <laughs> that I consider in the global marketplace, Jan Potgieter of uh, Jan Potgieter and Associates, who specialises in negotiation. I say this because. I was thinking the other day about how, what is it that has influenced me to really zone in on how we dress being such an important part of our success and of our leadership in the marketplace and even at home. And I break it down to two things. I think that leadership, when you see leadership on on someone else, I recognize leadership as A, how someone is treating those people around them and B, what they're wearing. And, you know, talking about body language, um, one of the best things I've done in the last, you know, probably 10, 12 years is invest heavily in my personal development and my own professional education. And Alan Pease, that's P-E-A-S-E, he's probably one of the most recognized names on the topic of body language. Um, Body language is part of climate that we teach in negotiation. Climate includes all the non-verbals of, of conversation and of business, you know, so spatial zones and confidence, which is a massive, massive part of leadership, you know, being confident, not aggressive. And Alan Pease talks about body language and how, how people sometimes try and use that to convey 
signals, but they read the signals wrong. For example, a lot of people would think that if I'm sitting with my arms closed and my legs crossed, that I'm, I'm disconnected, I'm not right. involved, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm uninterested, actually I'm a little bit, uh, you know, anti what the message is, and that's absolutely not the case. I actually fold, personally fold my arms a lot because I'm comfortable. And these <laughs> Me things, too! I'm right. one of those! Right. <laughs> but I'm <Okay>. smiling! <laughs> yes, and so, and I also happen to be one of those people, I have to learn, my coach teaches me to smile because <laughs> when I concentrate, I happen to frown. And so I'm learning to smile and nod more as I cross my arms and I'm really listening. But Alan teaches a great simple way of, he says, body language comes in clusters of messages. You cannot read what's going on across a boardroom table or in a conversation or in a negotiation or especially even in a personal relationship that you're building up, whether it's male, female or, or, or women on women. You have to take four or five messages at a time. For example, if I'm sitting with my arms crossed and I am listening to you, and if then if, my, if I'm not nodding my head, that's, you know, message number two. And then if I start averting my eye contact, looking around, I'm obviously getting distracted. That's number three. If by number four, I'm checking the time on my watch, then something's going on. You've lost my attention. But if I'm sitting with my arms crossed and I'm just looking at you, nodding every now and again, I may be extremely interested. So I love how he talks about using your hands to claim space. You know, men and women in the boardroom, for me, is a very interesting uh, and very positive environment to be in. I believe, and this is a topic, Chelsea, you and I have spoken about. I am so passionately anti the whole feminist thing about, you know, competing with men in the mm -hmm, marketplace. Right. You can learn from them. They have been there so much longer than we have. I have so many men in my life to thank, including my, my CEO husband, who I watch and observe and I ask questions of. I've learned so much as a businesswoman about how men remove the emotion from a situation and they just break it down into a task list and they address the issues to hand. And, uh, uh, you know, there's things like, um, like being yourself. You can be feminine and fierce and confident in the boardroom. And the whole male-female race just drives me nuts because, you know, there are a lot of women who are highly accomplished, beautiful, powerful, incredibly successful women. But the minute they start talking and influencing other women on the whole problem of not earning as much as their male counterparts, I can just pop a vein. You know what that is? That is a pure lack of gratitude. What they're focusing on is that they don't earn enough, yet they are in multiple, multiple, multiple six, seven figure salaries. But they're focusing on competing with their male counterparts instead of complimenting the Time men. out. Time out. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Truth bomb. I'm looking at Mike. He's like, whoa. Yeah. He's like head nodding. <laughs> We're sitting here. Okay. So this is completely opposite completely opposite of what Facebook, what Instagram, what everything we're seeing on the news is saying. Everything the news is saying is, is you know, completely opposite of, of what you're saying. This is what's so interesting to me. And the last that we talked about how to succeed in male-dominant industry. And again, if you're a man in the workplace, in business, you work with women. Since World War II, when we had to leave to go to the Army, guess who had to step in and take some jobs, right? We had to go in the industry. So right. it's been this kind of building up thing. So again, don't tune out if you're a man because how can we work, especially as believers? And this is a quote, Linda, you said this to me a while ago, and it was the most profound things that you've ever said. You said, lead with love wherever you go. 
if we walk into a situation, I don't care if you're a man or a woman and you're in the boardroom, if you're not leading with love and the intention of, yes, you can still get deals done, you can cut multi-million dollar deals, billion dollar deals, and be a believer, but honor what the God says and the truth, but also honor the person in front of you, maintain integrity, but still have negotiations, then that's that's the ultimate goal. But if we're not leading with love and we're not saying you know, we're working with men. My business partner is double my age and a male. And I look at him like, okay, he does this really well. How can I learn from him? And he'll look at me because I can have more of a, um, I can see the emotional side more or nonverbal things that he might not catch. I'll catch and say, hey, they lean like they didn't do this or whatnot. So we work really, really well together. And the and the body of Christ, um, in Ephesians, um, there were, there talks about how unity, like there's unity, there's power and influence in unity. And the enemy wants to come in to steal, kill, and destroy. And I also, and divide, divide and conquer, right? That's like the right. number one war plan, right? That anyone can talk about, divide and conquer. And if we can be divided as believers, take a step out of that box as a world, as a nation, and separate the men and the women and try to compete with one another. Hello, division. And now we have this giant problem, which take a step back and look at the world right now, right? There's this division happening of of what is intended for good can has been, been manipulated to bring a negative impact when I understand the good behind it. And there's creating a division of men and women versus Hey, God created us differently. How can we work together and excel together? So this is one thing I got asked this and I want to make sure we touch on this um, for bilingual. So God created men and women equal but different for a strategic purpose. So we communicate and our brains are wired differently. Just like you said, men can take the motion out of something and um, execute in a situation. So what are a few tricks that you would give to a woman who's often giving presentations or negotiations um, in a boardroom for sales? Or we all know, you know, even at home too, right? When she's trying to sell her husband on, honey, let's go to Hawaii. Or, you know, I want to, can I have a... um, get this day off or get promoted or something. So what are some few tips and tricks that you, that worked for you and that you've taught your clients? Oh, Chelsea, you're speaking my language. Unity <laughs> is everything, absolutely everything. I mean, I can, you know, uh, the people that I've always looked to in my career for uh, um, as, as role models, are they just happen to be men. And like I said, I am not a feminist and I certainly mm-hmm. am not anti uh, anti-woman either. You know, your very own um, former president, you know, Lincoln, he was the one who quoted, a house divided will not stand. So look at this, this thread that's running through, and I'll come to your tips. Uh, I'll lead up to that. A house divided cannot stand. That is women with women, and that is women in men in the marketplace as well. Nelson Mandela, my favorite, my hero of all time, in, in the 1998 Human Rights Day, first ever water project to Vulunglela in South Africa where I had the massive privilege of being on the the PR team that organized that Water to the Poor uh, project. One of the things out of his speech that stood out to me amongst everything, he said, and I'm I'm not quoting, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, he said, this is good, but this is just the beginning. He said, we have to fight for our unity. And I'm going to give you one more example. Matthew Arnold, who is a dead, very dead British poet, 
um, has said this. Now, here is a man speaking about women. Quote, unquote, he says, if ever there comes a time when the women of the world come together purely and simply for the greater good of mankind, it will be a force such as the world has never known. Now, taking mm. that to women in the marketplace or women in their business, which is the, the business of running their home and raising, hello, raising the, the next generation of leaders, raising up pilots, raising up scientists, raising up teachers. Right. That's who we have in our home, right? Mm-hmm. So what that means is for me, at all costs, we need to be fighting for unity. Rav Natan Alexander, based in Israel, is our awesome friend and also our marriage coach. And this is what I love about him, Chelsea. Um, he, is, he is a Jewish rabbi who does not believe in Jesus, right? And I have learned so much more from him. And he doesn't wow. judge me for believing in Jesus. And we don't judge him for not believing in Jesus. That's we have so one- good, Linda. Oh, my amazing? gosh. I mean, this is a man who's just like, he, he stands for his whole business. If you go to... Um, uh, NatanAlexander.com. That's, oh, no, I think it's Rav. Anyway, RavNatanAlexander.com, N-A-T-A-N. He stands for peace in the home and unity. And he said, we have to fight for our unity. And he said, I don't judge you for what you believe, and thank you for not doing the same. Here's what the Bible says about unity. And so when it comes to men and women in the marketplace or at home, I have watched men. I have studied them. I have done business with them. They are practical. They are strategic. They are conscious consistent and they do not get and then I'm generalizing there's going to be one or two kind of exceptions to this right but mm-hmm. and they're, they're consistently they're consistent in their approach with how they prepare for their negotiations how they have conversations and the way they dress they get up they suit up they boot up with women I have studied them as well we have amazing natural intuition that men do not have we pick up the nonverbal body language signals around the boardroom table we have a much stronger spiritual inclination and this is actually based in Torah in the Bible than men do. So can you see the powerful combination between men and women? It's the perfect team. That's amazing, Linda. And we're going to jump to digging and kind of wrapping all this up together. But Linda just dropped this crazy nugget um, from Alan that... Alan P., I believe is the name, that shared that bottle language comes in clusters of incur- occurrences. So someone crosses their arms, we assume they're not listening, but wait, 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 follow the rest that's happening. My name is Chelsea Drinkard. I am guest hosting the I Work For Him show for Jim Brangenberg. Today we're talking about can people see leadership on you? So we're in the last segment. We got to dive into this before the show ends because this is some, I hope you've had a pen and paper handy. And if you haven't, Replay this again, pull out a pen and paper because Linda is providing some seriously Bible-based truth um, backed in verses. And she's going to share some verses with us too, but also um, just from her experience being in global boardrooms around the nation the nation and the world. Sorry, global debt around the world. So Linda, I want to jump back and you were talking about unity, unity between um, men and women in business, unity in the boardroom, unity in getting transactions um, accomplished together and how we can learn from one another. What are a few tricks um, 
that you've used giving presentations and negotiations, especially if a, if a woman might be in a position of feeling, I'm the only woman, you know, they sit with their legs wide out and they right. put their hands, we've talked about this, you know, everyone's visualizing me right now. You put your hands behind your head and you lean back. As a woman, I can't, you can hear because I'm leaning behind my chair. I can't do this. I can't sit with my legs out. You know, like I've got a dress on. So how do, what are some tips and tricks? And then also how can I bring that presence that Amanda's in presentations, in negotiations, in in these boardroom scenarios in business, but maintaining the femininity that God created and was also my purpose to maintain. Man, I love your picture you just put in my head. <laughs> I have been the youngest and the only woman in most of my career. And yeah, I have, oh my gosh, I have seen maybe, uh, maybe not all of it, but a lot of it. Um, you know, that whole thing, uh, Chelsea, I'm going to shoot straight and say, you know, as women, we can't do that, right? Especially if you're blessed in the chest. There is no way we can lean back and put our heads behind our hand and claim space with our legs and our chest. But here's what you can do, okay? Oh, my goodness. Fashion is a relationship builder. We have to use it as a bridge. And I absolutely believe that our reference point, our go-to manual for life is the Bible on every single thing. Why is fashion, why is personal style so key in the boardroom or at home as that fabulous full-time mom? Um, we can pull 50 verses up right now. But for example, my favorites are, you know, in Romans 12, 11, God says, never be lacking in zeal. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say, except the way you dress. He also says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 11, always encourage one another as you already do. Encouragement is edifier. That's mm-hmm. why fashion is a relationship builder and it's an icebreaker. If I see you and I'm like, wow, you look beautiful. Where did you get those red shoes? I have to know. Right. Um, Colossians 3.23 talks about do all things as unto him, not in brackets, except when it comes to wardrobe. Uh, you have to look at the Proverbs 31 women, right? How she dresses, how she gets up early. This is, again, is where my, my friend Melissa comes in and she studies this woman. And she's just doing what the Proverbs 31 woman does. So when it comes to getting up and dressing up and being that bold light on a hill, Chasey, uh, Chelsea, my, my only question to your audience is, are you leading with faith or fear in this area of confidence and presenting yourself as an ambassador for your faith, for your marriage, for your business, for your family? And I would say the best thing that I've ever done in my uh, very blessed career and in my life is I have invested in myself. I have spent endless time and, and, and money and effort in attending seminars, on doing courses, on attending workshops, from negotiation skills to confidence skills to personal development, business relationship, uh, success seminars with dannyjohnson.com. And it really is, it comes down to this. Why should we get up and dress up and be that bold light on a hill as men, as women, to show, you know, to power up and to fight for unity? Why? Because it's actually not about us. Life is not about us. We are out of time. There are families who are starving and dying from a lack of hunger. There are, I mean, a lack of food. There are kids who are being sold into the sex trade. Every 30 seconds that you and I talk to more children are sold into human trafficking. And you know what? As parents, our kids are watching us when we stand in front of the mirror, men and women alike, mind you. That's why I've got a, a chapter in, my, in our fashion company called Man Up, because men are complaining 
as much as women do these days about their hip handles and how they're not happy with their bodies and their beer guts. And guess what? Our kids are listening. And seven-year-olds are on Prozac and 12-year-olds are considering plastic surgery. Mm -hmm. We are out of time. We have to use everything that God gave us, which includes fashion. You only have to look at the Bible to see how strongly God feels about color, about style, about texture. When we position ourselves as a bold light on a hill and we feel confident, it enables us to, to reach out and help those around us. Absolutely. That's, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. No, personally for me, I've used one trick that I've used and it's, it's awesome because it's all rooted in the Bible about encouraging and edifying, like you mentioned, is for me, if I'm going around, you might be thinking, oh, Chelsea, whatever you sound like, you're completely outgoing and you're a huge extrovert. Lies, lies. Like you said, fashion is a skill. Communication is a skill. Connecting with others is a skill. And if you groom that skill, you have the opportunity, like you said, because you have the influence to speak in other people's lives, to lead with love, to love them, to bring unity. And from your love with them, point others to the Father and point them to the Heavenly Father. Hey, you are loved and accepted. The, The bondage that you're going through, you don't have to and point others to Him. So... When you think about when we're talking about, you know, success in the business and success looks different for everyone. um, But from flourishing right in business, like you said, it's not about us. Think about what the quote world sees and people look around. They when you see monies and cars and houses and blah, blah, blah. People see that as success. So if we're flourishing in business, I know for your Linda Page, you guys give 90 percent of your profits away to feed the poor, to rescue those from human trafficking. But when we're succeeding in business, that gives the opportunity to speak into people's lives and they go, wait, wow. And then it's like, whoa, they're, they're succeeding, and but they're like loving and encouraging people and, and all these, they're giving back and all these other things. Um, it just, it creates that influence and using that influence, not for yourself, but, but for God, but putting others to him. Right. But going back to the, the skill that I've used, I, when I go somewhere, I don't know anyone. I will instantly look at, look at for something I can compliment for their shoes, for their smile. I'll go in and pray before, um, you know, meeting someone or a networking event or something. Okay, Lord, show me how I can encourage that this person. How can I speak into their life? What's something they need to hear? You know, it's that fashion is a bridge builder. You know, and you like you said, you don't have to, you don't have to wear the latest and greatest. You don't have to have Gucci and Michael Kors and Louis Vuittons and every, you don't have to have that. But when you're put together and presentable and it looks like you put time and effort in what you're wearing, um, it, it changes, it changes the atmosphere as well. So what would you say to the woman who's thinking, okay, you know, kind of wrapping this all together, if I'm the one thing you do to say to, um, Men and women, right, who are in business, and but they also have their home business and they have kids, and they're just surviving. And like, oh, great, now I have two businesses. Great, thanks, Linda. Now I have two companies. <laughs> what the heck? What do I do? What would you say to them? How would you encourage them? Well, you know, the fact of the matter is, they have two companies already. They just thought they had one. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I didn't bring any any new truth to to the light. I just uh, you know like my like my coach Danny shone a light on mine. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my business, and no wonder it's failing. No wonder wow. I'm stressed out. No wonder my kids and I. No wonder I'm hiding in the loo just to get some five minutes peace before I before I yell at the next child because <laughs> I because I'm on the back foot and back foot and stressed uh, stressed out. And here's what I would say, Chelsea is. 
the, the best thing that I have done is invest in, let me find someone who's got the, the results that I want and just sit down, take notes, and follow directions. And that's not something that I used to be very good at. I was used to, to the, being the coach, to leading, to presenting, and I am so thankful that through prayer that my God sent me a couple of resources that today are a lifestyle for me. I would love to bless your listeners with, uh, we have the One, Two, Three Style Me course, which is using fashion as a relationship builder to fight and achieve that unity in the world. And then we have our business negotiation success seminar, uh, where my very good looking husband, founder and CEO has finally brought this corporate, it was exclusively corporate, now he's brought this two-day workshop to the consumer market. If uh, you would like to make this offer to your audience, we would be very happy to give a substantial reduction on that price to anyone who is serious about investing in their skills in this way. They can just, um, you let me know if you need an email address, it can go straight through to my colleague and then it will reach me um, after that and we can, we can customize something for you guys. But the other thing I would say is this is where things turned around for me, Chelsea, and this is where I had the delight of meeting you and other powerful, successful, beautiful, godly women, is at first steps to success. And the next one is happening in July um, in Dallas, Texas. I would absolutely say go to www.dannydannijohnson.com and find out about the July First Steps to Success. That is where it all turned around for me. That's so awesome. Linda, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for bringing to life this topic of can people see leadership on you. I have been your guest host, Chelsea Drinkard, in for Jim Brangenberg. I want to thank you for listening to the I Work for Him show today and visit iworkforhim.com and click on Join Our Nation to link arms with our community. Have a good one. Thanks.